Beautiful. Before we get into the podcast today, guys, and uh, we definitely got a good one for you. Uh, we just want to give a shout out to one of our friends and very good listeners, uh, Mary Beth, who recently had some open heart surgery. We're uh, we're thinking about you. We're sending out good vibes to you. Uh, we're hoping for a speedy recovery for you, and uh, we can't wait to see you at social and uh, listen up to the podcast and just know that we're with you in spirit, and uh, we'll see you soon. Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. We got episode 48 of the Sipping Social Podcast. We're in the underground studio today. Uh, I hope everybody's having a great day today. I definitely am. Gary, you having a good day? Today was amazing. Perfect. Uh, We have lots to talk about today. Uh, It's going to be a great podcast for you guys. We're sitting here with a couple badass dudes from 93 Octane, the owner Mario, and the master brewer, Alex. Both these guys I just got to meet today, and I'm super excited to sit down and uh, and uh, learn about you guys' story and find out how you guys got to be where you're at. So thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. I'm glad you guys are here. Obviously meeting you guys today and uh, doing the hop rub that Garrett and I alluded to the last time we we recorded uh, with you guys because we're going to brew some beer with you guys. It was super special, so I appreciate you guys facilitating that. That was Uh, awesome. Before we get into that, let's talk about what we're drinking and cheers to the podcast and get a crack. And I'm drinking some Deer Hammer bourbon out of Buena Vista, Colorado. Tastes like chocolate. It's delicious. Nice. I'm drinking the uh, from the Pride Liquor Store pick Traverse City 10 year old bourbon. We talked about this on the podcast before uh, as our the one that the whiskey that John brought. It's tasty. So good. Who picked that out? Uh, that was a combination. Well, you know what? No, Chris, uh, he's our head buyer. He's also my cousin. Um, he actually went to Michigan and went to their distillery and picked it out. Awesome. So. I thought it was some you. People might say it's I, so, some people might say it's selfish because he yeah. went by himself. That sounds selfish. I already uh, thanked him for the invite. Yeah, well, oh, Johnny's already got to oh, say actually. what he's drinking. Sorry. Yeah. I'm off mic right here. We don't have enough mics tonight, so I'm uh, having to share with Mike here. But the reason why we brought this onto the podcast was that Mario uh, is, is an owner of the Pride Liquor Stores throughout the Chicagoland area, right? Well, the Pride stores. The Pride stores. Uh, It's a convenience store chain. Uh, We have 15 Chicagoland market. 13 of them have liquor licenses. Uh, We have one liquor store called the Pride Beer and Wine Plus Spirits in St. Charles. Okay. Which is located next door to uh, 93 Octane Brewery and also one of our restaurants called Urban Counter. Cool. I'm drinking the same, so just know that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Jan Jan ran out of Captain Captain Morgan. (laughs) Alex, what you drinking today, brother? Uh, I'm having the Salamoth Small Waves Hazy IPA. Delicious. Mm. Tasty. Mario, what you got? And I am drinking, what did you give me? The Juicy IPA. From Eddie Line. Yeah. Out of uh, the the Buena Vista as well. Yeah, it's very nice. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Let's have a good podcast. Let's have some fun. Cheers. Hear about you guys' story and uh, drink your beers, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. All right, real quick, we're going to do some restaurant news. Uh, Get this out of the way real quick. 
Uh, our live show update, September 6th, Tuesday, 8 o'clock at the Burger Social, $40 a ticket. Um, we talked about this last time. We released the date. Um, everything is getting booked up pretty quickly. 24 of the 40 tickets have already been sold. If anybody's interested in that, text Garrett and I. We definitely want you guys there. We want to jam it up. Send us a, a message on, on Instagram or Facebook. Tell us, tell us you want to get in on it. Not our email because we'll get it three months from now. We, well, we got to reset the password. <laughs> The best part is that Johnny doesn't have a microphone. Johnny doesn't have a mic. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over that next time. We got no whiskey this week. We're, sad, we're beer story. only. We're doing only beer. 93 Octane, baby. That's why we have these guys on. Uh, they brought two, uh, actually three yeah, beers. Three. One of them I've had. It's super delicious. I can't wait to try the other two. Uh, we'll get more into that uh, in a little Which bit. Which one you had? Uh, so we had the 4 by 4 the double IPA on draft at oh, okay. Social, yeah. and it crushed. It was. I know um, we had it on draft at uh, Maze and Mash. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, and I've had the, the is it the Pride Piper? Yeah, I've had that at several places, New England yeah, Salad, IPA, nice right up my alley. But yeah. the four by four crushed it at, at social. It was gone in a couple of days, which is nice. Yeah, I love that beer. As the one was to change the online menu, I I felt like it was on there for like twenty four hours. It was quick. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround taking it off. Yeah. Well, any good beer at socials, we're just gonna move through as soon as people start drinking. It's yes, gone. It's easy. Uh, our customer of the week is the early reservation guy. The guy that shows up early for his reservation and is really upset that his table's not ready or we won't accommodate him. Um, let me get about three or four drinks in me, and then I'm really going to go off on that guy in about 45 minutes. And then Alice has a special brewery customer of the week for us. That's right. He well, does. Yeah, I got a little teaser. How early is too early? Because I might be this guy. You might. <laughs> well, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> Let's get some more beers in. It was actually Alex. He's the early reservation guy. <laughs> he was. It was Alex. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> Job interviews, reservation, show up early. <laughs> I tell my kids, man, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> All right, let's get into some beer and talk to these guys. We're gonna try uh, the Wingman APA, one of their core beers, five percent ABV. Uh, Alex, tell us a little bit about this beer while we're pouring in about to try it. Uh, I think you said it all. Uh, it's Wingman. American Pale Ale, 5% ABV, uh, 30 IBUs, um, hopped with Centennial and Citra, just to, oh, look, we gotta give, I'll, I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, that's good. It's, it's a good background noise. Oh, Ooh, I almost got it. fucking sexy. Oh, that's oh, a good pours there. We always joke about if uh, anyone's listening to this and they hear the, those, those sounds, like they immediately have to go to the bathroom. I'm good for yeah. now. <laughs> Cheers. All right, cheers, boys. Let's try this. All right, so tell us about the hot varietals. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was uh, Citroen Centennial, 50-50 blend. Uh, gets hops in the kettle, in the whirlpool, and uh, a large dry hop. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's easy drinking right there. I feel like I smell the Centennial right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So Just getting a nose on it. We, we rubbed hops with these guys. We kind of alluded to it earlier. We we'll should have there. talked about we'll it. We'll there. talk about it. But Centennial was one of the ones that we rubbed that we absolutely loved. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, old school American style. It's great. Um, citrusy, piney. I feel like I could crush like a dozen of these on a patio somewhere. That's the greatest part about it. It's so good. I mean, it's, 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 it's. So, the, I mean, this beer is, you know, like all, all the beers Alex makes, like, Alex has never made a bad beer, period. It's not, he, he, he's, just he's only known for two years. <clears throat> you don't need to say that because <laughs> you've never made a bad beer. He's, he's, it's awesome. He's phenomenal. And, you know, you, you never want to talk about, I mean, it's kind of like your kids, like you, every beer you make, you never, I mean, you love all of them, yeah. you know, especially that Alex makes, but, but I, I drink, I, drives you nuts. Uh, uh, no, never. Uh, well, 
Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but like this, I I drink Wee Man all the time. It's just a it's just you know five percent ABV. It's just very smooth. It's got some hops. It's just a fantastic APA. I mean, I I love it. I and so the nice thing about Wingman is we we support Folds of Honor, uh, which is a military charity, helps support scholarships for uh, individuals who have served in the military for their children. Nice. Um, either you're you know, pass away in service or whatever the case may be. Uh, so we donate a dollar for every four pack that we sell to, to Folds of Honor. And, um, and we support them through, we have other businesses that we have. Every cup of coffee we sell at the private stores, a portion of that goes to Folds of Honor. We support them through our charity golf hunting for our distribution company on the fuel. So we support them in many avenues. But um, I, irregardless of that, I, I just love this beer. I mean, I drink it all the time. I, it's It's fantastic. So, I mean... Alex killed it on this one. So a little bit of background on on Alex, just to kind of kick things off here. Like, you seem like a pretty quiet guy, but I feel like you're probably really technical in your mind. Um, just kind of reading your brief like bio uh, about like your early career in, in brewing. Um, so you brewed with your dad, and that was kind of like influenced you to get into brewing. Um, you became a cicerone at the age of 21. Yeah, which is pretty impressive, right? Oh, and that's not many of, people have because of age. Yeah, you could have done it earlier. <laughs> they wouldn't let me. Thanks, guys. Uh, what would you say is like the most? Um, is it more of the technical side of, of of brewing, or is it more of like your palate to try to identify what would taste good? How do you kind of work with with the tools you have and product? You know, produce a good product like this, basically. Um. Yeah, um, I like all aspects of brewing. I like the science behind it, the engineering behind it, the artistry behind it, blending hops, blending malts, all that. Um, at the same time, like when I was training for the Cicerone and like working on my palate and, you know, I would take, uh, my mom would make dinner or something. I would smell every individual component of the dish just to like memorize what things smell like. And then COVID came around and it freaked me out because like if I lose my palate, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do you know, for the rest of my life. Uh, right. Well, I continue with Alex. He, uh, he's not only very good on the recipe aspects and smelling and, and, and just the tastes and the process, but he's very mechanical. Like he knows that brew house. He can fix everything about it. Like we had our coils burn out and he replaced them. Like he, he can tell you anything mechanically that's going on with that. And he knows the hops. He knows, he knows, Every aspect of brewing, it's it's very impressive. Sounds um, like he needs a raise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's, bottom, it's, bottom, right bottom line. Uh, what number uh, podcast uh, is this? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's just he just knows, and and he's a good dude, and um, it's kind of funny because uh, we did a wheat wine. Um, let's see, that was over a year ago. Now. Well over a year, yeah. Here we go now. Um, and my Actually, ten year old at the time, son actually brewed the whole beer with him. Got there at seven thirty. He's pulling out the the bags and just he, and Alex had him at the hops at any of the mash and just was moving the forklift and doing everything and blah blah blah. And you know, my son was just like, he's like, Dad, he's like, he's like, Mr. Alex is awesome. He's like, I want to brew beer with Mr. Alex. And he's like, that's what I want to do. I want to brew beer with Mr. Alex, you know and um, I'm like, well, Master Alex is very talented. He knows every aspect of that brew house, mechanically, everything. He's like, he's like, okay, what do I gotta do? 
He's like, because I want to be like Mr. Alex. Awesome. And it was just like, does he know how to scrub floors? That's where we start. Well, all great brewers scrub and, floors. And I always, <laughs> I always tell that too. I'm like, you know, you don't just start brewing beer. I'm like, dude, you're ten. You got lucky. <laughs> you know, I'm like. You know, I'm like you gotta like do like a little bit of the like, leg work there, and he's like, he's like, he's like, whatever, whatever. But um, and I just say that because you know, Alex just he's great. He knows what he's doing. He's, well, there's way you know, worse, way worse uh, idols I have than that. That's oh, for sure. I, yeah, and it was you know, but it was during COVID, and he had remote learning, so I set him up in the tap room bar. So, like every good dad should. Yeah. So everyone was seeing the back of the brew house and like some of the tapper handles depending on the angle. And they're like, where are you PJ? You're like, what are you doing right now? I'm just drinking. He's like, Oh, I'm at one of my dad's restaurants. He's like, that doesn't look like a restaurant. He's like, what are you doing? You know? And, but, uh, I mean, but that's, you know, Alex is very technical and he, ex- he explains things very well and he's very detail oriented and makes great fucking beer, dude. And it's so when awesome. it's time, when it's time to make another great beer, like what are, like, what are the things that like, okay, I got to make a new beer. Like what, what's going through your head? Like how do you, how do you decide where to start? What will sell? Like sure. there's there's what I want to brew, and there's what people drink, and there's what's going to sell the, the best. That makes sense. I mean, like if if you only made beer that you only liked, you, we'd all be in the poorhouse, right? That's about right. Yeah, so, but I'd be happy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what's the number one style you guys sell at the brewery? Uh, by volume, I think it's Pride Piper, our New England IPA. Yeah, it's so probably good. the number it's one. So good. And uh, we did a collab with um, Don Brown. He's got a show called Wake and Bake. It's about uh, pot. <laughs> it's, it's like recreational cannabis tourism. Yeah. That's a nicer way to say it. But I mean, so he uh, he did he wanted to do a collab beer, so we did a uh, mango sour diesel. We called it beer with him. It's kind of like a lighter sour um, mango highlights, especially in the nose, and it's a nice beer because um, he says mango goes well when you're on a high. Yeah, I mean, it accentuate strain your high weed. when you yeah when you accentuate the weed or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, that sells really well too. Uh, you know, one of the, I mean, probably the best beer that Alex makes and he makes everyone's phenomenal, but he makes a coffee porter called turbo. That's just amazing. Nice. Um, it's very smooth, not heavy coffee flavors up front and in the back. It's fantastic. What's so. the ABV on that one? Seven. Seven. If I, if we had anything fresh, I'd bring it in. I brewed it last week. Uh, GABF, Great American Beer Fest is coming up. So. Nice. We're sending that to competition. What else yeah. are you guys sending out there? That's the only beer we're sending. That's the one? We had our all eggs going? in that base. Last year, I'd like to go. Mario should go. We yeah, should go. I've been there a few I'd times. Like right. We'd like to go. Um, but we sent a couple different beers last year. Um, it was Piper. Which is, or Piper, Piper and, Piper and Turbo. Man. Piper, we made in Turbo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we sent. Um, so, I mean, Turbo, last time, finished in the top yeah, we're not like supposed. To, we're not allowed to market how well. Right, we I should have co- said that. If you didn't know, <laughs> you can't say how good you did. I Let's just. Say I don't know what we, we did, were at the last no table. One's listening, we're good. <laughs> yeah, the beer did very well in our category, and nice. if there was maybe one more beer ahead of us, we would have medaled. But Ooh. we'll see how we do this year. So All basically, right. we don't know what we did on that one, but it, it, we submitted. Um, if we're not supposed to say, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic beer. Turbo Isla, it's one of my favorite beers too. Cool. So you've been with the brewery for, did you say two years? He's over two years, yeah. A little bit, little yeah, bit over two years? July 10th. Jesus. Was there someone before you? Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah. Good, good question. So you didn't open it? No, no, no. No, we had one brewer that came on, initially opened. That's fine. He's gone. Whatever. And uh, um, went on and had a different opportunity. And um, I wouldn't say better. But, uh, but um, no, you're, you're in a better spot now with Alex. Oh, we're in a definitely better spot yeah. with Alex. And Alex has been killing it. But, um, 
yeah, we had opened up with a different brewer first, but then, you know, Alex came on. It was just, you know, things are meant to be, and he's been killing it. So it's been awesome. How long has uh, 93 Octane been around? So we opened uh, Black Friday 2019, so it was right before COVID. Oh, great So it's a very bad timing for us. Yeah. Um, Although and, not uh, really, though, because I felt like um, uh, liquor and beer sales went through the roof on like at liquor stores they and did but the difficulty we had was we're a new but brewery craft and there's no one and, teaching and, and, and nobody it. and nobody wanted to really bring in new breweries at the, at the time so it yeah. made it very difficult um and it was also the, the dynamic switch so it, everything was going to package versus draft For so sure. if we had anything on draft we ain't going to sell when COVID hit right and it just um it made things very hard at that time uh, and actually stressful too. It just was like a new dynamic that came on. It just wasn't. Um, it was hard. Uh, but when we got through that, and you know, and then Alex came on board, it was kind of funny because we got through COVID, and we had a lot of beer we had to throw out because we had a lot of draft, and nobody was coming in the tap room, and it just it, it was a weird time. And so, nobody's going to gas stations because nobody's driving. Uh, well, <laughs> our right? our gas our gas sales went down over fifty percent. I don't, oh, doubt, I don't doubt that at all. And um, it was one week I didn't drive once. No, yeah, it was it was crazy. So I mean, luckily we have different facets to our organization, which helps. But yeah, it was it was the last two years, three years have been that eh, fucking sucked. I, I don't even know a better way to say it. But it's it's um I'm trying to look at bright points lately. Yeah, but, I, um, I feel like more and more I'm seeing that tap, that 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 sort of gas filler, the I don't know what you pump? call it, the gas pump tap the nozzle. at more yeah. and more places. You guys must be well, I mean, I, on, I, a, on a good roll right now, well, right? I credit it number one because Alex is making awesome beer, and I credit number two to Ford, our sales guy, who's been going in there and busting his ass. And and it's mostly the brewer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more the brewer. I mean, oh, oh wait, Ford's right here. I just didn't see him over in the corner. Um, but it's, you know, they, they, they both, it's a combination of the two, but um, it, it I mean, whenever you open up something new, it takes time. So uh, it, it just, it's been a very weird, weird progression in the process. But it's also been fun, but it's been weird. With yeah. you guys opening at that time frame, you probably had to deal with more shit than most people had to deal with when it came to the pandemic. Because you guys were thinking like the game plan or the business model was going to go one way and then COVID hit. And then obviously you had to pivot like everybody else did, but right. you didn't even get a chance to really... Yeah, catch what, your what are you even pivoting even, from? Right, you're, you're like you're hitting the ground floor, like running, but pivoting at the same time. Well, see, it was it was a weird time for us too because you know we have, like I said, we got 13 or 15 stores have liquor licenses, so liquor sales and beer sales, I mean everything, was going up during the pandemic because it was people were drinking at home, and um, but for the brewery, it was it was a different dynamic, and because we're a new craft brewery, even though it was our brewery it just it wasn't like it was necessarily selling at the individual stores you know sure so um it, it just was yeah i mean it was that's a weird time <laughs> Matt, you haven't seen the brewery yet we're gonna come out for the collab right but it is it's tiny yeah and well, it, it wasn't designed to run production work that we needed to sustain well, ourselves well that was also the thing too when we first opened up we originally thought like okay we're gonna open a brewery and we'll have a very small tap room just for people to sample the beers. We only have 20 piece person seating in the tap room initially, mm. no outdoor seating. So we have a restaurant on the other side that has like, you know, it's 60 seats outdoors and 40 seats inside. And we thought like somebody wants a beer, they can grab a beer, then go sit over there, which is not ideal for a tap room because they want to sit in the tap room when, right. they, when they drink. And, you know, when COVID hit and 
we're just like, shit. I mean, we really need more on-site consumption, and then we really need more off-site distribution. And our entire model like changed like overnight. Like we're kind of like, okay, I'm like, so we have a drive aisle on the side of the building, and the city of St. Charles allowed us to close it down and put outdoor seating in there, and we're like, okay, we did that. And we're like, you know, we need to make this permanent. And then also our brew house. So the entire brewery, including the tap room, was only 900 square feet. Wow. And the brew house was like 450 <clears throat> of it. And we had a 10-barrel brew house with uh, two 20, 20 barrels and 10 barrels stacked for Menners and Brights, and which is not enough at all. But we had that stacked in 450 square feet. So what we did is we bumped out the brew house, added another 600 square feet, and then we added out permanent outdoor seating with a covered roof that we enclosed during the winter and then we bumped back the glass inside the tap room added another 12 seats still not enough but it's more and so our economic model in the beginning changed drastically like so then we had to bring in a tap room manager and then we brought ford in and it's just like so now we're like you know like okay we got to get in these accounts like we get outside of just here and so it's been you know a total shift in what were our initial projections and thought processes were in the beginning which isn't bad you know it's just it just changed well it is what it is but i mean obviously it's just gonna make you guys work a little bit harder right and get your name out there even more which is obviously exposure is what you guys it sounds like exposure is what you guys need well exposure is what we need because the beer is awesome right and you know and so it's it's not like we're trying to sell something we're not good i mean it's high quality i mean there's at the end of the day there. Nobody makes better beer than Alex. Thank it you, just, Mario. Nice, you nice. know, so it's just like, you know, I'm not going to. That a boy, Alex. And, and I'm just, you know, I just like, it's just the truth. So if people just got to try it and they're going to try it. It's going to grow. There you, you know? go. So people yeah. are going to drink good beer. Exactly. And right. they'll find a way to, to yeah. get there no matter what, what it takes. Right. Yeah. I haven't personally been out to the, the brewery in St. Charles. Johnny's coming to the brew date. I've heard. Um, well, we won't hold it against you. Some friends that I have out in St. Charles in Geneva, like. I told them I was doing this podcast with you guys, and they told me to tell you guys you guys are doing an awesome job out there. Oh, cool. They really love the space. They love the beer. They, I think you guys have live music sometimes, too, right? Thursdays and Saturdays. About. Yep. Thursday night, Saturday so that's days. a great experience to sit out yeah. there and have some beers cool. at, at, your, at your place. So if anybody listening has never been there before, definitely check it out. Um, I mean, the cool thing about that space is we're literally living on seats overall, but it's part of a overall total concept so we have our urban counter food concept at the end where you know all the foods made to order we have half pound hand pressed hamburgers which i know you guys have burger places but i'm telling you it's it's just, almost as good it's it's pretty fucking good and and um we like a blue cheeseburger with a bacon jam we make in-house and we have a cheese curd burger with a garlic aioli mayo and that sounds delicious it would have been a real shame that if you didn't bring any of those with you we went to we went to Burger Social before this. We're going to bring all that. Hey, <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? I, have a, I just, I don't understand why you even asked for that. No, I'm, I, just, <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Well, hey, I, I'm used to that. I have, uh, I have a real, um, like a, a question for you that, for Alex. So the uh, Illinois craft brewery market, right, sure. is ex- exploded over the past 15, 20 years. Um, like more, more uh, craft breweries than ever before. Um, what's it like? Forget about COVID or whatever. What's it like trying to open up a new craft brewery? I mean, in Geneva, in St. Charles, there's like I counted like seven on my hand just thinking about it. 
what's what's it like trying to like find your spot in that in that area? And and then and then what in the second half, like what do you do that try to make yourself a little bit different? Well, to help Alex <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> We were the gathering my thoughts because I know Alex takes time to process, and especially in these podcasts, I've done enough with them. So we'll cut this part out. Yeah, um, the the first we were in in uh, in St. Charles, we were the first um, brewery. We were the first business to get a craft brewery license in St. Charles. So we were the first one. Then it was Riverlands after us, and then the other ones got it. So we were the first one to get approved. We weren't the first ones to open, but we were the first one to get approved. Nice. Um, And then after that, like Alter. Or not alt- well, Alter and Pollyanna and everything. And Art History and Geneva opened up shortly after. I mean, there's a lot Shout of breweries. Like, the, when was the last two years? It's been it's crazy. insane. You it's know? blown not, up. Not just specifically like in St. Charles and Geneva, but like Fox, a lot of tons of other oh, yeah. Brother Champ. Yeah, sure. We've done collabs with them. They're awesome. Cool. Um, I mean, so, so now Alex has his thoughts process. He can actually explain from this point <laughs> up. But. Thanks for filling in for that blank space. Anything for Alex. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I love working for Mario. No, no joke. Probably ten grand more now. <laughs> At least ten G's. <laughs> it's going up by the minute. <laughs> um, to answer somewhat of that question, it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, I'm sure you've had brewers on here. Everyone knows craft brewery community is very small, very tight, which I think is cool. It, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, everyone helps out everyone, and for the most part, there isn't any beefs. And if there are, everyone knows about them. So normally, everyone's, you know. Uh, pretty cordial with each other um like i know the answer i want to give about how to differentiate myself but Mm. we're not there yet okay we're too small we came in when there's so much competition but i i know how to get there just gonna take a little more time i think the correct answer would be i just make it really good and better than everyone else man if go get forward if the good beer would sell itself we wouldn't need them but we do for sure but he, that is also true with him. But, you know, also, so right now we have limited capacity in terms of how we can turn and the varieties we can carry. And Alex does a great job managing that because, you know, we don't really have a choice, you know. But so we own a office in office warehouse in Warrenville. And we're actually going, we're going through planning and zoning right now to expand that to put like just under a 6,000 square foot facility for production. Oh, nice. And um, to kind of give everything Alex wants. I mean, you know, you, you know, loading every, dock, interior loading dock. He wants That'd an outdoor, nice. he wants a outdoor, uh, we're going to put an outdoor grain silo, silo and a walking cooler, everything we need. So, um, and then we're going to permanently, so we have like a canning right now, but it's kind of like it's a mobile canning line because we move it in place when we need it. And I know that's a bitch for Alex because every time he's going to recalibrate it, and it just sucks. And so um, now he'll have the space permanently set it. Also, we're going to start doing barrel aging programs. Cool. Uh, we did like we'll try the twenty W fifty bourbon barrel stout later. Yeah. Um, so we do uh, our stouts. We have a ten W thirty and we have a twenty W fifty. So they, the stouts look like oil cans on the can itself, and we do it by higher viscosity. Twenty W fifty is a higher viscosity, so that's higher alcohol. So that's why we did it like that. Um, so we're gonna start doing, we do, we did four barrels of bourbon barrel stout last year. We're gonna do eight this year. And, uh, this year's Buffalo Trace, right? Yeah. Buffalo yeah. Trace. The one we're going to have is, um, what, wild, wild turkey. turkey, wild turkey this, this past year, but he, we want to do a barrel aging program, do a bunch of barrels, everything else. And, um, you kind of give him the room to really kind of start producing to the level that he wants. Cause right now it's very challenging with the limited space we have. So 
I'm really excited that you're going to let us pick one of those barrels and just <laughs> keg it for just our restaurant group. That's very exciting of you. Yes, we will. I'm not. I'm not a joke. Yeah, you guys want it? You got it. Awesome. We got eight of them. We'll do it. Because cool. you know what? The, the barrel stout he did this last year is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I can't wait to try the new one. And when we start doing the barrel programs, it's going to be fucking fantastic. And then we also have under contract, we're going through due diligence now, so nothing's guaranteed. But we have a corner right next to where the bears are going to go in Arlington Heights. Mm. So we're hoping to put a big-ass gas station there, a convenience store. We want to put a brewery right there, a two-level tap room. Um, Very Really cool. give 93 Octane a little bit more exposure and... It's going to be awesome. So, I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike. It's just going to take some time. But um, r- right now, I mean, Alex has a, a very limited space he's working with, and he's still producing some badass beers, which is cool. So, Did, did we talk about how this love story started? <laughs> I, how you guys you know, met? Like, how know, it all started? I, you know, like, I don't like to get too into that. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, you know, Alice came in, and, and so we had Ford on board as a sales rep. Um, and, uh, you know, we need a new brewer, and Ford's like, dude, you got to talk to this guy, Alex. He's awesome. He's looking for a new opportunity. And um, we brought him in, and, you know, and me and my cousin Chris interviewed him. And my cousin Chris has a really good palate um, for, like, almost everything, which really fucking annoys me. Uh, but... Uh, he's got like beer. He's craft beer. He really knows well. Like I got into craft beer because of my cousin Chris, and I got into bourbons because of my cousin Chris, and wines. I I didn't get into that because him. Cause he, he has a good palate on wines. Sure, sure. But I remember he bought a he bought a restaurant in the city, and it was a wine restaurant. And I remember to go. And I was living in the city at the time, getting my MBA, and I remember going in to see him, and he's at the bar, reading a wine for dummies book, at a wine restaurant that he owns. <laughs> And I go, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I don't know anything about wines. And I'm like, dude, then ask me about it later. <laughs> like, you don't sit at the bar at a wine restaurant you own and drink wine for dummies. Book. He's like, well, I, you know, it's just, it's a good book, you know, you know. But, but I mean, anyway. But I mean, me and my cousin Chris interviewed him, and we're just like, dude, we liked him a lot. And then Ford was talking really highly of him, and and you know, it's, I mean, it worked out well, and I, I I'm excited for the future, and it's kind of cool because. You know, I live in Glen Ellen. He went. He lived. He grew up in Glen Ellen. His parents live in Glen Ellen. He went to Glenbard West. G Dub. G Dub. That's uh, where my kids are gonna go. They're going to Glenbard West. Um, I got three boys and Wheat North. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, I went to St. Francis. I know Wheat North. But I, but it's just it's just cool. So it's, it's really like we did a tap take over a beer cellar, and uh, his dad was there and his brother was there. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really, it was a lot of fun. All these friends A lot of well-wishers from Glen Ellen. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know. So it just, you know. All right. So from my perspective with that question, I got the phone call from Ford. And I'm like, all right, I've heard of the brewery. I've never had any of their beers. I'm going to come out. I go over there, walk around the corner, and I see the brewery set up. And right away, I'm like, oh, I don't know about, I don't know about this. Because <laughs> nah. at that time, it was like 450 square feet. I mean, it was like. No, it was only, it was, four, it was tiny. Every tank was dirty. Every bucket was dirty. Well, I, that's yeah. yeah I'm well, like, all right, this got some work to do. Um, and then they mentioned definitely true on that. Then in the interview, they mentioned they can. I'm like, how on earth do you can in this location? And they explained, oh well, we we take the door off the hinge and we put the can line in the middle of the tap room. The middle of the tap room. Yeah. Yeah. The tap room's got to be close. So we used to only tap. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we used to only open the tap room at three o'clock. Now we're open for lunch, and if the canning went late. 
like Tapper couldn't open. I mean, because it's the line literally went right in front of the bar, and so like that's crazy. And I used to tell him, he's like Mario, the candling went late. I'm like, well, then hop your ass over the bar and pour somebody a beer <laughs> and bring it back over. I'm like, they don't have to sit at the bar, dude. Have them sit outside. Can I'm like, those beers and pour those I'm beers. Like, pour them, dude. And he's just like, Mario, are you serious? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm serious. Hop your ass over the bar. <laughs> it's just, but yeah, it's yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> I sat down with them. We had a game plan together. They gave me. Just unlimited creative freedom, which I've never had in the brewing industry. Uh, I think it worked out for the best of, for the both of us. I told Alex, I'm like, I don't really care what beers you make as long as they're good. And I'm like, there's some things I'd like to make. Like, there's a lot of beers I like. That I like the styles I'd like to do. Um, like, I still want to do an alt beer, which I freaking love. To, yeah, no, I mean, to your credit, uh, we were all against brewing auto blonde. Oh, yeah. See, and that's like our number two selling beer at the tap room. So we went, so we started. And he started off, and it was the first, like, kind of we're going into winter. And we had 12 beers on tap at the time. Now we have 16. We added four taps. And, like, we literally only had on beer IPAs, stouts, or porters. And I'm like, guys, I'm like, I'm not opposed to that. I'm like, but the vast majority of people want to come in and have a lighter beer. I'm like, it's just, like, it's, and even me sometimes, I'll have a few IPAs and a stout. I'll, I wouldn't mind doing, like, a wheat ale or whatever, an ale or, like, a golden ale or something. And I'm like, we got to do something like Golden Ale or something. And I got so much shit from these guys to do a, do a Golden Ale. Yeah. So we call it Autobahn, like Autobahn, you know. Nice. And they call that Mario's beer for freaking <laughs> ever. And I'm like, I don't even fucking drink it. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, this is oh, you want a Mario's beer? Oh, that's a Mario's beer. And, and it's just like. It's know, a like, beer. It's a Mario. Yeah, that's what it was. So I just went to Italy when I brought my kids. We had a bunch of family that went. It was 16 family members went to Italy. And beer, draft beer in Italy is called Spina. That's my last name, is Spina. It's yeah. called a beer of Spina. And I'm like, so I want to do a beer of Spina with like a scooter yeah. on the front. Vespa. A, a Vespa. You know, and just have like a Vespa beer of Spina. And Italian pills. And he, these fucking idiots are like, oh, we got to have you sitting on the Vespa. No, no, no. I'm like, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about right now. Like, so... Man, we're going to get to the next beer, but I had one more question for you, Mario. Um, I think when you got here, you said, when we were offering you a few drinks, you're like, well, I don't really drink that much. And then I'm not much of a drinker. Not much of a drinker. But I am. And then the Rumplemints came out. And then your interest in the brewery and then your interest in, in certain things, right? What, what is your background? Like, how did you kind of come into this industry and, and become a part of, a part of 93 Octane? Well, you know, I, so I, I bartended. Great, great question, by the way. That was a fantastic. Great question. That was a fan. Oh, I don't understand why he doesn't have a mic permanently. You, because you have it. Oh, sorry. I apologize. So anyway, that's a fantastic question. But, um, I, uh, um, so when I was, when I was undergrad, I bartended and I bartended, I went to Illinois State and I bartended a bar that actually made mixed drinks and, you know, actually served wine. Which, which one was it? Fat Jack's. Yeah. Um, and so it was actually kind of cool because I had some old school bartenders that were there when the bar opened up and I got to learn how to make all these drinks, which nobody knew how to make when I was in college. Like, and then, um, you know, I went to grad school. I got graduated, worked for a year for my dad and didn't like it. I left. I went to go get my MBA in the city from DePaul and I bartended in the city for a while, hopped around a few different bars, worked at Hunt Club for a while. Um, and I, I just got to make a lot of different drinks and da, da, da. And I just, you know. I, I appreciated the service industry. I appreciated the bar industry. 
And then um, when I got done with my MBA, I really started getting into wines. So I actually, you know, if anyone asked me, like even Alex, like I always like Alex sitting around or some guys at the tap room, like I always... So, I mean, the cool thing about the tap room is we got Urban Counter at the end. We got the we got 93 Octane Tap Room, the brewery at the other end. And then in the middle, we got a liquor store. So we have, you know, a ton of really cool spirits. We have craft beer from all breweries, craft breweries like besides us. Um, we have eight beers on tap in the tap and in the liquor store next door. I have other breweries. It's not ours. And um, we also have a lot of wines. We do go, we have to go to like $475 a bottle of wine in the, in the liquor store next door. So I'm actually more of a wine guy. Like me and my wife went to Napa Valley a ton. I really got into wine. And then um, my cousin Chris really got me into bourbons and then really got me into craft beer. And I just... Chris doesn't know anything about whiskey either. Zero. You should tell him that. (laughs) He's not listening. He's going to listen. He'll listen probably. That guy's one of the smartest person I've ever... I've ever like... uh, I shot 18 of him and dude's incredible. He's got an amazing palate for craft beer for bourbon whiskeys wines he also doesn't have an opinion about anything either that's not true <laughs> uh, so, uh, but he so i mean it, I, I actually owe a lot of the wines i got and got into myself with the bourbons the whiskeys the craft beer i really owe my cousin chris he's you know i never had a brother he's the closest thing to a brother i got um and uh i take that i think chris is a brother i that's fantastic i i would that's and, good i think of both of you guys because you're we're not the same age. You're slightly, you're older than me, but like you guys are like the cool uncles. Like a lot older, right? He, uh, I, I am a lot older. Um, but I mean, Chris was the best man in my wedding. So, um, he, I, I've been very close to him for a very long time, but, uh, you know, I, I, I anytime I get home or, and it, maybe it's my sense and I'm, I'm messed up in the head or this, but anytime I really want to enjoy myself, I want to have a drink. Whether it's a nice beer a nice glass of whiskey or bourbon or this nice glass of wine like anything i associate to something i really enjoy it's me with drinking something that's really high quality and enjoying myself and having fun some people might call that an alcoholic but i i, I try it not to think functional that. to me I, I i don't do it all the time well i'd like to do it all the time but i don't do it all the time and so i mean that's when we so my dad owned the company my dad started the company 40 years ago and we at the time he only ran like four stations um, now we run 16. Uh, we actually have a wholesale business as well, where we supply other people gas that own their own stations. We supply over 450 stations in Chicago market. Shout out Parent Petroleum. Uh, Parent Petroleum. Um, we supply over 200 BP stations in Chicago market. We're the largest independently owned BP distributor in the nation. And uh, we also serve Lucans and actually all of our real estate business we do in-house. So we do all our own buying, selling, leasing of real estate. We do our own general contracting, project management. Uh, planning and zoning work. We do everything in-house. So um, actually, all of our site plans, floor plans, I design myself. I do AutoCAD. So I draw all the site plans, the floor plans, for all the new stations we build, Damn. interior developments, anything we do. And um, But there's nothing I enjoy more than the liquor aspect of it. And I, I just, you know, and that's actually why Chris came on and worked for us because we had these stores. We started getting liquor licenses. I saw a need to have in our gas stations, like, like in our gas station, we go over a hundred dollar bottle of wine inside a gas station and we sell it. We have a station in Wheaton, our incorporated Wheaton on Gary in Geneva, where we sell three cases of wine a day. And out of a gas I used to, sell, I used to do that when I lived over there. I mean, out of a gas station. Yeah. That's, that's insane. It's the, yeah. I mean, the best spot it's to go insane. to. We got a hundred dollar bottles of wine and they're all badass. And 
So I knew we had a need for that. I really wanted to offer higher-end wines, higher-end craft beer at, at, our, at our gas stations. And that's originally why I brought Chris on, because he had a really distinct knowledge of it. Unbelievable palate. And um, he, he, he originally started just as our beer and wine spirits buyer, and then he, now he's a buyer for all of everything we do, and he runs the brewery as well. But I just, I just thought a need for it, and I just, I, 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 you know, my wife gives me shit about all the time. I'm like, when I get up from work, there's nothing more I'd like to do <laughs> than have a nice glass of bourbon or a nice yeah. beer or open up a nice glass of wine. She's always like, you want to drink wine right now? I'm like, I don't give a time. I don't give a fuck what time it is. <laughs> like, I just want to have a nice drink. So you, you, know? do all, so you do all that stuff, and you're like, well, why, why am I buying the beer? Let's just make it. Well, and that's kind of where right, we're that, at. Like, that's, that's how well, you got into it? Well, like, no, it's, it's kind of how we did get into it. I mean, me and Chris were like, like we had a great craft beer selection, and then we the place the brewery is at now, we originally built it out with the liquor store in the middle and an urban counter on the other side, and we didn't know what we wanted to do on the other end cap. We weren't sure. And um, it's the 900 square feet where the brewery is now, and we expanded it. And, you know, everyone gave us, like, everyone was giving us kind of shit, like, you guys have such great craft beer. And we make our own. We have three different restaurant concepts that we do in-house. We have our own grab-and-go sandwiches that we carry at the restaurants. We make that at our commissary in Warrenville, and we self-distribute them. And includes fruit cups and yogurt parfaits and everything else. And we do wraps and wedges and everything. We make it in-house. And everyone's just like, dude, you guys do everything. Why don't you guys make your own craft beer? And then me and Chris were, like, looking at each other, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we're like, you know, <laughs> and you should do that. And Chris owns a distillery up north called Almighty Spirits, and they make some good stuff. And so he's very familiar with because I'm more concerned about the governmental aspects of it in the back end. And he knows all that stuff. And then we're like, you know, we're like, fuck it, let's do, Let's it. do it. And in, and you know, everyone looked at us like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> and it was, and we're making great stuff. So I, dude, I am thoroughly of, impressed yeah. with like how much stuff you do. And how much your your business and your company it seems like you just guys do everything, you know, which is which is super dope. Um, I think that we should try this four by four beer, yeah. unless the, the question master has one more. I, I just wanted to make one quick comment before we get into it. <laughs> one quick comment. Uh, I do appreciate, and I like the idea of creating a gas station that has higher end spirits and beers than your typical. Casey's, yeah, 7-Eleven, cool. bullshit crap that you can get anywhere. Because you're always going to get gas, and gas companies don't, or gas stations don't make money on the gas. They make money on the stuff you buy in the gas station, right. pretty much. Yeah. And I think it completely makes sense, because you're going to go over there anyways, to have more higher-end items that you can get as far as beer, food, with your urban counter, and uh, and liquor. It's truly it completely like makes sense to one, me. One-stop shopping over here. Our slogan is actually not your typical convenience store. And it's intentional. Um, we talked about this before. Jewel was the number one allocated uh, liquor store in Illinois last year because people were only doing one stop. They were getting their groceries and their liquor at one spot. So if you can do that with a gas station, with, with gas, because people are, again, driving again. Yeah. It's so like you get your gas, you get your food, you get your bottle of wine for the wife, and you get the bottle of bourbon for yourself. And you get your, your lunch for the next day at work. Yeah. Everything loaded up in one spot. See, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about it. It's like you come to our stores. It's like Wally's World of Gas Station. If we have if we have liquor license, we have 13 of the 15 have liquor. No, two don't, but... Um, We're working on it, right? I've been trying. Once the city of Chicago, so it's... 
That'll never happen. But if, if you um, probably if you give this guy a raise, it might happen. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, you know what? That's one thing. It will not happen if I give him a raise. I'll tell you Mario, that. Mario, I guarantee it will happen. <laughs> yeah. do we, do I guarantee we... <laughs> <laughs> um, See, you've got to sell yourself. Exactly. But, I mean, if, you, come, if, on this, if you pull into the gas station, you know you can get a high-quality you know, four pack of crap beer and then you can, and like our burgers and our food at urban counter, are, are, they're really fantastic. I mean, I, I really wait. I've had the burgers at your guys' places. It's awesome. Our burgers, they're just as good. I mean, they're different because they're half pound, they're hand pressed. It's a little bit different of a burger. Sure, but you got to be proud of your product yeah, and you're and, rolling and, it out. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's awesome and salads are great and everything else. Breakfast burritos. You walk in, breakfast burritos are badass. Dude, I've been on a breakfast burrito kick for the past like four months. Bro, I, can't, I can't stop. Bro, have our, you had ours? No. Our bre- oh, dude, our breakfast burrito is badass. Well, we're starting the brew day at like 9 a.m., right? Well, we'll get them in early. So, yeah, we'll get some breakfast burritos <laughs> no, to start with. We'll get some breakfast burritos. We'll make sure somebody's in early and we'll make a bunch of them. And then it, some breakfast burritos and a bottle of Rumplemints in the day. I'll get It'll start off great. And then Johnny will be in. And then we mash in. Yeah. Drop mash. Yeah. 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 I don't know about the rumble mash. Have you guys done done the hot scotches yet? I didn't know what you're talking about. Really? Oh, shit. You guys haven't done a hot scotch? You guys haven't collabed? You haven't done a hot scotch? What's that? Uh, You take the first runnings of the the louder, so it's like super sweet wart. Yeah. Then you mix it with shitty scotch, like a 50-50 blend, and you shoot it. All right. I'll bring the scotch. You Hell got, yeah. You got the word, right? Yeah, of course. All right, perfect. And we better have the word. What, what's, what's it called? <laughs> a hot scotchy. A hot scotchy. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait. It's typical for That's collabs. Like you do collabs and you just... I just saw Johnny lick both his lips. Just <laughs> with his two fingers. Twice. All right, sweet. Let's Twice. <laughs> All right. Um, honestly, like hearing you guys talk about how passionate you guys are about what you do, which is totally badass, um, clearly it comes through in everything that you guys are doing between the food side... What you, what you guys are rolling out for the beer side. Um, really excited for everybody to hear about this 4x4 double IPA. I'm going to have John describe the can and the description on the side as I'm, after I, I'm done pouring this because I feel like that should be part of the conversation about like what goes into it this, because the packaging is really, really cool. This beer is – I've had a lot of the beers from them. This is my favorite beer. This they, is the one? They produced, yeah. I, 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 I really wish – well, so the Pied Piper is on drafted social right now. Yes. Uh, Eight dollars right. a pint. Come by and drink it. It's so freaking tasty. It's a great New England style IPA. And uh, but I'm excited to drink this too right now. Here, it's got the sound effects. Do got to pee after. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it is. It's hard not. To. It's hard not to. Oh, those are fantastic pours from a certified beer server. Damn, Skippy. You passed the test. Uh, yep, yeah, I did. Hell yeah, I did. I only had to look one question up online. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, we got a four by four. It's the double right. dry hop, double IPA. Giant ticket of eight point seven percent. Eight point seven percent. I love the color on it. It looks delicious, Jeez, and I know it's awesome. delicious. I haven't and seen Johnny's, Johnny's going to describe the can in about four seconds. <laughs> All right, it is basically imagine a beautiful sky, a seventy degree day, <laughs> maybe a few clouds in the sky. You're at a four by four Bigfoot uh, race. What do you call it? Like a monster Monst- truck. Monster truck. A monster truck uh, rally. Monster jam. Monster jam rally. And this monster truck is just absolutely plowing over hops with a 93 octane flag on the side of it, just ripping through the hops. Damn right. Really cool graphic here. I like, I like the description on it. It's well thought out, and it's, it's, it's like a couple of like, uh, nice uh, play on words. Me? I'm just saying. So I, did, I like did you read you the description? Well thought out. I don't know. You just said I 
now seeing it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> no, not John. What just happened? I'm just saying the, the, the description is well thought out. Not of, of the of the beer on the can, not what John just said. I'm oh, sorry. The description. Did, yes. Yes. Okay. So I, I read it earlier and I just really like how they describe the the, the yeah, that's the one. Sorry. I didn't set you up for success there. I apologize. Yeah, I need my readers. Characterized oh. by notes of mango, pineapple, and melon. Cork can tell you this double is. West Coast IPA is dry hopped twice with mosaic and citra hops. Coming in at six eight point seven ABV. Are you out of your no, no, mind? No, no, that's eight point seven. Eight point seven. What did I say? Six point eight seven. Eight point seven. I meant. That's what you wow. said. I know. What's the last part? What's the last sentence? I think I started with six, then I realized it was actually eight point seven. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> This beer, uh, this beer has four x the flavor and four x the aroma of a, tradition, of a traditional West Coast IPA. That's the part I like about it. I apologize that I didn't ask you to get to that Sorry, end Mike. part that that just really highlights the there's beer a, and a, the flavor a, and all that. You really put me on the spot. There's a specific Mike. scholar that wrote that. And he's yeah, sitting to the right of left of you, but it's, he killed it. No, no, no. I, I fucking hate doing beer description. That's four. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about four. So give him some more. <laughs> oh, he's the one that came up with that. Every time I shit. get an email, what does it taste like? All that shit he comes up with Ford. It's all Ford, dude. Dude, it, this is a delicious beer. I, all, those, all those flavorful notes in there so come we, through nicely. We did an IPA series, and the first beer that Alex brewed in the IPA series was number four. So we did an IPA series. We got one. It was like a single dry hop. Two was a double dry hop, blah, blah, blah. And we did a four. It was a double dry hop, double IPA. It was called number four. It was this beer. It was the first in the IPA series Alex brewed. And I was just like, holy shit, this is awesome. And I'm like, we got to do this again. And they're like, well, it's part of the IPA series. You really shouldn't. And I was arguing about that shit forever. And I'm like, God, I'm like, I wish I owned the place or something. Like, I could actually get something. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> would listen to me over here. <laughs> so we actually were like doing like, what was the other names? We had four by four and then we had four wheel drive. Four wheel drive. Sure. Yeah, four wheel drive. And we were going through some other ones. And we decided on four by four. And we brewed it again. He made it even better than the first time we made it. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's, it's clean, man. What I think is cool is like a lot of double dry hopped IPAs or double IPA. Yeah, double dry double IPA uh, ends up being like really sweet. Like they put a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of hops during the fermentation, and there's a little bit of that in this. Yes, uh, but it doesn't taste too sweet, and it's not bitter. So I love like, about it. It's it's, it's just it's a very, very clean. Yeah, it's very soft. It's it very, finishes so nice. It's balanced. I yeah. don't have a um, very very well balanced. I don't beer. have like a ton of like beer mouth at the end of it. No. Sure, you know what I mean. Like like where like you finish it, you finish a sip or a, like a chug of it, and you're like, I can still taste it for another minute. Uh, this this beer is, I know I told you this before. This is my favorite one that you guys make. This uh, solidifies it for sure. This stuff is so good. I, it's one of my favorites too. Thank I, you. I mean, I, I I I love the fact that, I mean, that's kind of the problem with it. It's so smooth. It's not overly sweet. It's dangerous. It's not hoppy. Yeah. Eight point seven percent. Oh, it's dangerous. super dangerous. A few, times, yeah. a few times I came home from work, I went immediately to the beer fridge and pounded like two of them. And obviously, it was not in condition to be able to. Your hang wife's out like, with my it's kids. one a.m. Oh, dude, <laughs> like, I came home like five, and I'm like I already pounded two, and she's just like, dude, you need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I need to drink bourbon. <laughs> well, check you know, this out. I, cheers um, to you guys for yeah, making yeah. great freaking beer. Cheers. And thanks for coming on. Thank uh, you. We got one more little surprise that's beer related. Wait, before and we get that, anyone who, so we always do like these beer reviews, right? So like we say what we're going to do with it. Uh-huh. We say, rate it, and we're, we're going to do that now. But like if anyone who wants to try a double dry hop, double IPA, 
yeah. without like this is without this like is, tasting it two hours later. Yeah, right. This, this is, is it. where it's at. This is this is when you start. So like, search for this, find it on Beer Advocate or whatever. Um, what does a four pack of this go for uh, retail? $14.99. Worth every penny. Oh my god. $14.99 for, for 8.7. Worth every penny. A lot of the that's beers we have on here are like twenty bucks at that point. Yeah. That price point. That's Go awesome. on our website, 93octanebrewing.com, that we now have a map to locate stores and that retailers that, that carry beers. That's a great plug. It's it's a it's Wingman and this one, I mean, you're not gonna get better beers. It's just it's phenomenal. Do we mention I mean, we're located on eighteen twenty five Lincoln Highway, St. Charles, Illinois? We did not. Yeah. So there's a there's a there used to be a Binnie's on on Roosevelt Road there, like in or 38 uh, in St. Charles. They, the they, they left. They're right across the street. I literally buy gas there once a week. Uh, it's a super convenient spot to get in and out of. Uh, if you're living out west of Wheaton, there's no reason for you guys to not go out and check out 93 Octane Brewery yeah. and the stuff that they're rolling out in that same. Is it like a strip mall, right? No, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's their, well, their own a, building. Well, it's a five. It's our own but, building. It's five thousand square foot building. All right, but it's a, it's a massive building. Yeah, it looks yeah. Like so a huge we have, we have that's a, the maybe brewery a poor at one end. We got our liquor store in the middle, and then we got yeah. our urban. So lots of concepts there. right in one yeah. building. It's yeah. all across access. You walk in between all of them. That's so it's cool. Nice. Right, Do you know so, how many times I've gotten gas there and thought like, could I pump the gas, get a beer? leave <laughs> the leave the the line running into my car, run over to the brewery and grab a a four pack and come back in time and the then buy a hundred dollar bottle of wine. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is I'm terrified to leave my car with the, with the gas running with into the, it. Are the kids in the car or no? Yes. Okay. Then no. Yeah. So then the answer is no. Then yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. If the kids aren't in the car, then it's a yes. All right. We got one more surprise for you, uh, our guests. This is brand new to Ooh. Garrett, John and I. We I didn't know we were going to get to it. I'm oh, excited. We have we to, we have to do quick, it. Real All quick. right. So, Alex is called a beer Steigel? Stadel. Stadel. Damn it. Yeah, I want, really I want cool. Alex so to do this entire this thing. This is a beer Stadel. All right. This is brand new to the Sipping Social Podcast. Brand new to everything. I've, I've never even I've heard never of this. I've never even heard of this. So are we using the big boy? Is that what yeah, we're yeah. doing? All right. So we're drinking um, our barrel aged 2050 stout. Traditionally, this is done with like um, a Doppelbach Bach beer. Um, you, make me uh, you want me to pour it? Pour I'll keep how, how much? How much? Do, give are we me. Going uh, give me like three fingers. Do I need to put tape over my fire alarms? No, I think we'll be all right. Okay, we'll find It'll out. It'll be good content. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I studied in More Germany. Or less than that. Yeah, uh, hair less than all that. Other than that. Damn it! All right, so uh, went to school in. First of all, take take a sip of that before you do it. Just take a sip. I'm sorry. You're good. Oh boy, that's the fifty. That's, that's fantastic. Fucking twenty W fifty. Yeah, that's 50 phenomenal. Is really good. Twenty W fifty barrel aged. There's this guy named Mick Ford who gave me a can of that, and it was uh, it was really good. I never told him that though. Are well, you telling me? That. I mean, I made yeah, it. I'm telling you. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'll Thank never you. tell Nick that though. Right, so this this one's mine. I, I took a sip you. out of it. <laughs> All right. So uh, when I was in school, we toured a bunch of breweries, and we were at this tiny brewery called Urgay. No, he said less than that. Yeah, we're going to make this work. Anywho, um, <laughs> damn it. went there, I experienced this experience. It's called Beer Stadel. Um, it translates to beer spike or beer poke. But the idea, the story is um, that some blacksmiths back in the day in Germany, uh, while they're working, of course, they're drinking beer. And in the winter, the beer was too cold while I was outside. Sense. Weird they're drinking beer. What was that? Really weird they're drinking beer. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like food there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anywho, they um, uh, I, I they got, want I screwed you. I'm sorry. They want to 
the beer's too cold for their you know their teeth, so they want to like warm it up slightly. So what they do is they put a poker in their their fire and then stick it in the beer, warming it up a few degrees. But like a byproduct is the um, the foam warms up. So as you drink it, the warm foam hits your lips and the cold beer hits your tongue. The idea is supposed to be like kissing someone, kissing a woman, kissing the black. So when your lips, so kissing good. a hot chick. Yeah. It's twenty twenty two. You can kiss whoever you want. You can kiss a hot anything. Yeah, watch this. Right, watch so, this. Watch this. Watch yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we're gonna so do like at, one at a time. Yeah. So anyone who's not here, which is everyone, but he's literally taking his <laughs> propane a flame tank, floor. Flamethrower to like what you think like you like sharpen. Rod. This is definitely gonna blow. This like house sharpen up. your knife with like it's like, like a, a, it's a steel, rod. Yeah, sure. He's, he's throwing it to I, a hot I rod. I built this in my shop. It's, it's a two like, by four. I like the party. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it a little further away. From yeah, keep it away from me. I've never, I've never been scared before, and when I think lit up, I was nervous. Who wants the first one? Uh, Mike. Mike wants the first one. Who wants he's the a, first hot guy. rod? You, you gotta Literally. make that red hot. No, no, no. Oh my god, I'm gonna turn your mic right. down. No, it's like 20 Holy seconds. Holy shit, where's that's yours? Loud. Faster. All right, we go in, it's foaming up, it's oh my foaming gosh. up. It's like a Guinness, dude. We raise it, we raise, we raise it. it up. So we literally put it on fire, the All rod. Right. Yeah, hit that. Suck it in his beer and I then hit I that it around like a straw. See what he thinks. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> that's effing incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable! It, dude, it's seriously—you couldn't describe it any better. It's like kissing a hot anything. It's fantastic. Like kissing a hot anus. Whatever. And you know what? Everyone's got their privileges. I mean, they all you know, got to like it. You know? Oh my God, that's red hot. Is that Garrett's? So I, I didn't think you'd want to spend your Wednesdays like this, but Garrett, you, you get are. the red hot one. Right, mm. There you go. All right, foaming up, foaming up, swirl it. We get that foam. Oh, look at that. Look, look, look at steam. that. Yeah, right. give John Hit that oh lips. God. next one. Far away. Dude, the heat hits you in the this face. This is crazy. And you're, you're literally, your lips are warm. And the beer is cold. That is incredible. That's, yeah, that's what we were saying. Yeah. It's hot and warm. Like the same told you. Hot and cold. I don't understand how the cold stays in the bottom. You're about to try it. It's not in there long enough for the heat of the entire beer. That's what she said. All right, John. It's you. Johnny, hit it. Hit it. Oh, my. It smells. It smells. Fresh lips. It ain't going to burn you. Maybe. Oh, that is so weird. <laughs> oh, that is so weird. Like, it almost like it's almost like 98 degrees on your, on your lips. 93. 93 degrees. <laughs> And it's the octane on your, on your lips. <laughs> no, it's like you are. It's like you're kissing somebody, but then like, and then you feel the cold. You, you feel that like human temperature. Yeah, it's like your wife. <laughs> ah, shit! I got a next. Going in there. Tell you what, it's the first time a flamethrower has been in the basement. Hopefully, not the last. All right, so this is the, a beer stadel. Stadel. Yeah. Stadel. Yes. How often does this happen? Beer stadel. Like real life. When do you guys? Rarely. You guys are. That, crazy. Yeah. that is weird. This is like. Dude, I mean, it's, it's, it's good, but it's weird. I mean, it's just. It's you weird. go to a beer hall, they'll never do this, and probably they won't even know what this is. This is like old school. How did shit. How did you find out about this? Uh, I was at a brewery in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this tastes great. Anyway. The the base yeah. beer. Oh, yeah, the, thank the, you. the base beer is delicious. Oh, they, the burn barrel stouts. Don't sell forward about that though. 
we're burning some shit now. Oh my god. So if you use that rod a couple times, does like the beer like collect on the rod? Depends what you Normally use the rod. You just it depends on what you use the rod for. Normally you just cook this off. I was hoping that it just only went in beer. <laughs> but you're the professional. <laughs> Do one for yourself. I'm, I'm gonna hit this one. This is some wild, wild stuff here in the Sipping Social I, Underground Studio. This is crazy. I thought I'd seen it all. Yeah, this is this is brand new. I this is insane. He still he texted me about this uh, all of us early today, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> beer shtadl. I saw that, and then uh, Ford and I were talking in the text message earlier today. He's like, "We're gonna do a beer shtadl." He said that you guys have never even heard of this. We're gonna do it. And I go, "Oh, okay." Like I, you, I'm not even sure. I'm not about? even sure. I responded to that text. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever you guys want to do, it's fine. <sighs> that's uh, it's that's so phenomenal. It's so that's good. phenomenal. Unique as can be. Uh, if any of our customer, or, uh, I'm sorry, any of our cu- actually any of our customers are coming to Social or Maze or listeners of the podcast have heard of a beer staddle. Come on down to Social. Tell us about it. I'll buy you a torch. Bring your own. Bring your own torch, and we'll set bring it up your own for metal strad. Now that we know how to do this, if, we're no, fucking you, good to go. If you come down and tell me that you're listening, we always say that thing, right? If you come down and say you're you listening, and I got you a pint. Yeah. If you tell me that you come down and you've had one before, I'm buying you a pour as well. <laughs> you get a beer and a pour <laughs> yeah. and uh, your own beer stout. First off, no one's ever come and told me they're listening and then <laughs> got a pint. The the fact that you even heard of this before is beyond me. Oh my god, that that is super special, really stuff, unique. Dude. I love that we all took like little sips of it. So what's the ABV on this beer to begin with? I was just chugged it. 11%. Eleven. This I feel like that makes it even more chuggable, which is not, I, what, not what I should be doing. That's exactly what I did. I, I'm about to chug <laughs> the rest of this, and it's incredible. So we've done some other barrel aged styles before, and like around like the ten to fifteen percent. Yeah, this is very smooth. Super smooth, yeah. Not not so much boozy on the back end, right? Which is nice, right? You get all the caramel and vanilla notes that you're looking for, and the whiskey notes, right? And when I heard that we we're going to do a bourbon village stout uh, in August, I was like, oh great, awesome! It's ninety degrees outside. Let's drink some heavy ass beer, uh, which is like the opposite of what I'm looking for. But I'm so excited that we tried this. We carry this year round. Specifically because of that the beer straddle? No, well, not that. <laughs> um, we don't want to get sued because somebody does a has a hot fucking spoke coming towards them and they don't do it the right way. But um, but the bourbon barrel style we carry around because it's just you can drink that during the summer. It's oh, a, easy! It's a very smooth, drinkable bourbon barrel style, eleven percent. You, you're a stout drinker, you're gonna like it. Yeah, you're I don't think, love it. I don't you know? think I'm drinking this in the sun, but I'm drinking this in the air, in like in the shade. Yeah, no beer problem. garden under a tree. Yeah, yeah. in Munich. Yeah. In the well, shade. Not, not the point. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not like in the summer in my air conditioning basement. Like it's like I'm, I'm still gonna drink this outside. Dude, I can't Just, wait to post pictures about this on Instagram and Facebook. The beer shtadl. It's everybody should know about this and everybody should try it because it's super unique. I can't wait till we post it. Ten. Well, not days everyone later. should do it <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> because we forget about it. <laughs> Johnny, do we got time for the customer of the week or do we need to wrap it up? We gotta wrap it up. My mic. We, uh, Sorry, we are, we already opened with it, so we might as well just finish with it. Real all quick. right, sweet. Let's. Uh, all right, cheers, you guys, and the, the beer shtadl. And any, uh, any is there any other beer left? Nope. There's some whiskey here. Let me just hit this real quick before we get into this. <laughs> no, for real. Perfect. Though. All right. So our customer of the week is the guy that shows up one and a half hours early for a reservation and is upset his table isn't ready. So this happened at social last week. Do try to make a. Seven o'clock reservation was told there was only an eight fifteen reservation. He took it, showed up at six forty five, and demanded to get seated. 
think when, there's going to be like a walk-in table available for him? And when he was told that his reservation and his table would be ready at 815, he walked upstairs and sat himself at an empty table and told the hostess that he was going to sit there for an hour and a half and watch all the empty tables up here not get sat. So now the manager has to get involved. All right, so we explained everything to him. The manager did a great job. Uh, this guy, they ended up getting sat a little bit early because we had to go out of our way for him, of course, right? And that's what we do. It's a, it's a, it's a service industry thing. We, yeah, it's hard not to, right? We bend, we bend for people, and it's okay. So we. Well, the shitty part is that we bend for people who are assholes, but not bend for those who are really good people. Are really good people. Right. We don't get $25 gift cards to people who are awesome. We give $25 gift cards to people who are shitty. Yeah. It is what it is. So they get sat. He's got a party of six. Uh, he complained that his double IPA beer came in a smaller glass than his buddy's regular IPA came in a 16-ounce glass. He, he felt like he was getting gypped. Yeah, but your ABV is so much higher. He didn't. He was not hearing any of that. Obviously. The other thing he complained about was that he had less fries on his plate than everybody else on the table. That's what do you, you bring a, a food weight, <laughs> weight with him, like a food scale? You guys, you guys don't count every single fry? Oh, we definitely do. We pull out 12 fries per plate and yeah, put them right and on And we there. eat them, and then we put the rest on <laughs> the plate. We chew the rest of them up yeah. and put them out there. So this guy literally complained about everything. So my least favorite can't thing. can't make him happy. Dude, you, you were never going to make this guy happy. But if you show up an hour and a half early before a reservation, why are we catering to you? Why? No. Why? Because but we did. Customers always right. That's, That's right. That, the, my my favorite thing about working with this company is like the second week we were open, I uh, I asked uh, Nick, our one of our owners, I was like, so how much is the customer right? Because like every other restaurant I worked at, like we just bow down to them, and he goes, I'm not apologizing for things that we do. Nice. And I go, perfect. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> now, doesn't mean I'm going to be an asshole. Right. On purpose. Right, but the like, we've got we've we've got ways to to work our restaurant, and, and that's how they have to be. And if if, if you can't get behind that, then uh, leave your yelp. This this podcast is about the inner workings of restaurants. Yeah. I always tell my employees and my managers that like, the restaurant is. Or I'm sorry, the the customer is not always right. We just make them think that yeah. they think that they're right. Yeah. So by the time that they leave, they felt like they, they got what they got whatever they wanted. Yeah. But we make it in a way that they but, didn't quite but, get everything that they wanted. But still helped us as well. I always yeah. say the customers aren't always right, but the customer always has to be listened to and respected. Wait, say that one more time. I always say the customer is not always right. The customer just needs to be listened to and respected. Because most of the time, the customer's wrong. Yeah. There you and, go. And it's nothing as a customer, but it's true. I mean, they come in because most the of the time, when they are reflecting on the staff, Customers are how we pay the bills. But, oh, for sure. But how I run the business is the people that work for me. So I always say, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm like, somebody's having a bad day. Yeah. They're coming in. I always give a backstory. Yeah, and they're pissed off about something, and you know they take it out on you. Right. At the end of the can. at the end well, of the they're, they're hungry can, or they're thirsty, hungry, thirsty, pissed off, and whatever it is. But at yeah. the end of the day, the customer always needs to be listened to and respected. I like that. And, and without and the customer, we're, we're nothing. We're, not, we're nothing. But, but also without the staff, I can't run a business. But also without us, the customer isn't even a customer. No, it's not because you so, have no way to run the business. Exactly. So I always tell people the customer most of the time is wrong, <laughs> but they still, need to be, they still need to be respected. I like that. And, and listened to. That's a, that's, a, and, that's a great way to put it. Because... They're the ones how we pay the bills, but then you're the ones that I'm able to service the customer. But 
at the end of the day, you're you're almost like a therapeutic avenue for people that are having a bad day. They're having a bad day, they want to come have a drink. Yeah. Come on in. Anyone wants yeah. to we'll, we'll fix your problems. Anyone wants to come talk to me about the the customer who sat themselves at May's um, well ahead of their reservation and then called me a racist asshole as well. Come and tell me. I'm not going to do it in here. But I'll tell my mom not to come in anymore. You got a, you got a, you got a beer <laughs> customer of the week? Yeah, real, I mean, real quick. Um, if you're a home brewer, that's cool. I used to be a home brewer. Um, <laughs> if you see me like sweating and I'm wet and I don't look in a good mood, just don't approach me. There you go. Um, yeah, no time. Let's go with that. There you go. Dude, that's awesome because honestly, we make cocktails. And no. people make cocktails at home. Yeah. But we don't need to know about your cocktail making skills at home. And that's cool. I like talking about beer. I do. Yeah. But don't do it when I am when I don't look <laughs> I want to talk to. It's the old, uh, we're really busy, and somebody wants to talk to us about how busy we yeah. are. Like, oh, man, you guys are sweating. Is it raining outside? You guys are busy. You're like, it Holy is. Shit, it dude, actually it is raining outside. That's like, that's like <laughs> a thing, thing I cook, is it raining I cook in at here? home. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to the chef. I cook at home, too. What, uh, what do you, what do you, what's that rub you're putting on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. All right, sweet. We're going to wrap this up. This has been a great freaking podcast. Um, I've learned a lot about you guys, about uh, 93 Octane. I can't wait to come to the brewery and hang I out with you I thought I knew a lot about it. Nothing. Not now. I mean, now Buckus. I know more. All right. Um, so when we go to the brew date with these guys, we're going to literally, I think John's going to come with. Should we, no, John should, has to come. Should we like record something that night after we brew with them? Or should we just go bring our stuff out there and, and record while we're there? Sure, record. While you're there, and we should drink while you're there. Who's going to brew the beer? Oh, and then that's an afterthought. Are we just recording sounds of the brew? Whatever you want. You're the producer. Drinks, let's farts, do all the stuff. Yeah. He's let's, been let's, to a brew day then. Let's do it. I'm in. That, that is the brew date. Drinks, Drinks farts. farts. That's all it is. Yeah. Just drinking beer and farting. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us. That's my Friday. Super special for you guys to come out here and show us all the things that you guys like literally put out in the world and the beer staggle and like all this really cool stuff. The beer is fantastic. Uh, come by social right now has Pied Piper on draft. Uh, we're going to be rolling through their stuff lots. Um, all the beer we tried tonight was delicious, including going from the APA to the double IPA to the barrel aged stout. Um, if you're out in St. Charles, hit up. 93 octane right on route 38 can't miss it and all the other stuff that they got rolling out social's got, uh, social's got the beer on draft and so does uh barrel and rye and i think burger local does right now too there you go you got three of our spots yeah. to come by and check it out we, we uh we it. loved it all and and thanks You're for welcome. coming on uh everybody take care of your bartenders and your servers um they're out there working hard for you guys uh stop yelling at them and uh just tip them well everybody drink responsibly Check out our live show September 6th. If you want tickets, Garrett and I are selling them. Hit us um, up on Instagram, Facebook. We'll, all that we'll, stuff. we'll get you a ticket. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Super uh, special for you guys to come join us. And this is so much fun. Out. It, was, it was really, really good. You guys had any last words to plug your place? Alex? Uh, Put them on the spot. Process? 93 octane <laughs> for the children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pose to that either, but I, I just appreciate I mean, you start them early. Uh, but anyway, so, but uh, I, guess, uh, I just appreciate you guys having us on. I appreciate you guys doing the collab with us because I'm really excited for it. And we didn't get into the collab part. That was a lot of fun. Rubbing a bunch of hops, talking about flavor profiles on that. Yeah. I did. I will say that the last few times I went to 93 Octane, uh, in the like the little outdoor garden, there was like kids in like booster seats and like car seats. We're, we're, we're very yeah. we're very kid and dog friendly when you go yeah, out there. Cool. But, but I, I, cool. I I appreciate the collab. I'm really excited for it. Um, 
you know, anyone that carries our beer, I just am very thankful. And it's dope. You know, the, the more you try it, you're going to love it. And I, you know, thank you for having us on. Appreciate it. One love. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, next time we get together for the Sipping Social Podcast, we're going to record out at Sipping Social Podcast Underground Studio West. Yes. Yes. We're going to Garrett's bar in his basement. I can't That's wait. That's where we're going to record. So listen up for the next podcast. Thanks for everybody joining us today and always supporting us. We really appreciate it. Come by social. Come by Maze. Come by and talk to us about the podcast. Uh, drop the podcast name and you get a pint. And uh, if you've ever had a beer staggle, you're going to pour too. You're going to pour too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Cheers. Appreciate you. you guys. <laughs>